0: We recorded this episode before the Club Q shooting, and we will be doing more episodes on the topic of turfism, transphobia, and white nationalism. We understand that the fascist violence done to trans and queer people is intrinsically bound to the oppression and exploitation of all women. Our liberation is tied together.
1: Welcome to the podcast, private life, people. That was our soundscape intro.
2: I'm into it. We're keeping it.
1: It's making the cut. My name's Tylee. I'm Kit. I'm Yuna.
2: I am Ren Mac. We're talking about, um, we're talking about turfs today. I hate saying that because I think it's automatically like people are like, oh God, fuck.
3: We talk about that every day.
2: Yeah, exactly. But, uh, I think it's important. I think it's important for a number of reasons. Most importantly, that uh, the dignity of trans life, first and foremost, always.
1: And it's really important that we separate this feminist project from other quote unquote feminist projects that are gender critical, aka transphobic, aka
2: gender conservative. Gender
1: conservative. um, Honestly we've just we we want to talk Diet about turf. we want to talk about how it's all rooted in right in white supremacy and it's all rooted in this christian white fascism just sort of the light topics we like to bring to you <laughs> while you're driving to work trying to relax and unwind you know. um but but truly it's all rooted in this project of connecting all of these
2: exactly right i don't know
1: even just connecting all of these threads together and especially it's really important that we unpack the transphobic feminism that has come from this movement and that it is ultimately not a part of the feminist project. And that's what we're also
2: that it kind of is and that it's also representative of like a white feminism, which is we'll get to that, but I'll open up the space by kind of what it's what, what's happening in feminism right now, particularly in the U S and UK. Um, especially online feminism, that's in scare quotes because I'm learning, actually, that what happens online has a massive fucking effect, especially on marginalized communities more than anyone. Like I think online radicalization specifically targets very marginalized communities, and it translates to real-life violence in in a massive way. So basically, this woman named Kelly J. Keene a.k.a. Posey Parker. I don't want to platform her, but I do just want to mention who the fuck this woman is. She's a fascist, uh, gender-critical feminist.
1: Square scare quotes going on. This I, I they, almost said square quotes, but I meant scare
2: quotes. This is what they call themselves. We will give the definitions of these movements in a second, but this woman that's a part of this anti-trans movement about a year ago made... Uh, piece of youtube propaganda that was basically calling on cis men she didn't explicitly say white but it's pretty obvious that she means a white male subject that uh they should guard bathrooms with guns to protect cis women from trans people and this she has a huge reach in her social media following Everyone that saw this video about a year ago was like, oh, shit, the, that's a call for violence. It's very intense. Since then, there has been a lot of reactionary, anti-trans and anti-queer organizing that has been done. And we will also highlight that in a moment as well. But um, basically, this woman that called for this gun violence in bathrooms has now been doing a fucking American tw- turf tour trans exclusionary radical feminist tour called let women speak and they toured around the u.s and nazi proud boys showed up and defended these women majority white armed we should highlight They, they, they came with guns and uh defended them against this alleged trans menace which is like really not a thing they're obviously the Uh, Dominant group with guns. I will argue that I am very menacing. Um, I am
0: I I I am very menacing, and my masculinity is threatened right now. So, (gasps) yeah,
1: I mean, they do they use terms like trans lobby, and it's very similar to the way people talk about a grand conspiracy of you know Jewish uh, people in power. It's really the same vibes I'm getting. Yep, they
2: They are anti-Semitic. These people. By definition, um, they they really believe they will even cite George Soros. Oh, I got receipts out the
0: wazoo as a trans Jewish person. Um, I, uh, you know, I think there is there's there's a really like I'll preface this by saying you know I think there's a really fascinating overlap. Um, with uh, the mistrust of trans people and the mistrust of Jewish people. We I mean, were yeah. speaking on this earlier yeah. where, uh, you know, Jewish people largely, the trope has been that, uh, the anti-Semitic trope has been that we're not trustworthy because uh, we're transient. We're not from here. We're not from anywhere. So like, how we're not like the people who, you know, you grew up with um, and that there's, you know, there's something shifty about us. There's We're lying. Right, right. And you also see this with trans people like they're lying about who they are they're deceiving they're like, you yeah yeah a trans woman is in a bathroom because she's actually a man trying to rape women you know that there is there is deception going on so what I find fascinating so Helen Joyce let's just call or call the people by their names well, we're using names well, I love names um I love names and receipts um uh, so Helen Joyce, who writes for uh, The Economist um, – she is platformed um, – in her book, uh, She, which I don't care to mention the title of um, – I'm not selling books for her uh, – But she mentions um, three billionaires as bankrolling trans activism in her book. Her point is that or the point she's trying to make is that trans activism is not uh, grassroots, um, that it is being bankrolled by Jewish people. So she mentions um, Jennifer Pritzker, who she categorizes as a man, even though Jennifer has transitioned and is a woman. Uh, John Stryker, who is not Jewish um, and uh, everybody's favorite Jewish punching bag, George Soros. Um, notably, she does not mention Mackenzie Scott, formerly Bezos, who uh, gave a gift of 1.7 billion to black LGBTQ and public health groups. Um, so she mentions these folks and she uses, um, a very specific phrase. Um, she says they have shaped the global agenda. That is the quote. (sighs) And she categorizes them as rich white American males. So I'm not being anti-Semitic. Right, right, right. Um. So you know, I think that you know, it erases them. But it's a very interesting interesting point because I think it in a
1: language of 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 like progressive liberation. But I also really the opposite, which is their main, um, their main tactic.
2: Well, anti-Semitism is the socialism of fools. That's what people say. Mm -hmm. But also, too, it's interesting that in that in in that example, she chooses to acknowledge the fact that whiteness exists at all. But usually, white. The word white doesn't come up in their discourse at all. They don't recognize that white is a thing, is a thing, except to erase someone's Jewish. Except this, to erase, to, and to, this is the thing: to, is to deceive, to, to, dece- to uh, camouflage the the Jews conspiratorial Jew narrative. And Jews are crazy. white until
0: until the Tree of Life Synagogue gets shot up, right?
2: Right. Exactly. We're white
0: until we're not, and that totally erases Black Jews and Brown Jews who right. do exist, right. um, you know. But whenever people are talking about an anti-Semitic trope. They are always talking about white Jews.
2: Yeah, because it's about hiding in plain sight. Mm -hmm. It's like a it's it's anti-Semitism has such a conspiratorial element, and it shares that with this anti-trans stuff.
0: But where it's interesting, where it really does connect up with uh, with white supremacy, which already we're already there. But if you didn't, if that wasn't enough for you, you know, there is an anti-Semitic trope of you know uh, black people couldn't have possibly achieved everything they've achieved in their activism on their own. It's Jews controlling it, who right, right, bankrolled right. all this, and so now we're seeing <clears throat> and now we're seeing this uh, you know uptick in uh, now Jews are controlling trans people. It's like really, you don't think anybody can get anything done on their own, like. Right.
1: Totally, you know, I mean, it's, yeah, I wish I like literally wish there was a global conspiracy to promote like trans people, <laughs> you know, if all, like I wish that were true. Yeah. I mean, me obviously, too. well, right? and, and like, I, where's I do my
3: surgeries. At? I want my surgeries paid for. When are they going to bankroll me?
0: And I do. And I do. You know, I don't want to belabor the Jewish point like too shit. much, but I, I do. You know, in a way, you know, there is a Jewish value um, called Tikkun Olam, which means to heal the earth. To heal the world, you know, the idea being that when the world was created, it was broken. And our job while we're here is to do good, right? So that's why you see a lot of folks in our community who have done well by themselves wanting to give back. And then that is interpreted as manipulation. Like, you just can't fucking win, right?
2: Right. The anti-Semitic aspect of the anti-trans politics, it, 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 like, proves the, well, I mean they were marching with Nazis. At what point do you just have to look at them and be like, you too are a Nazi, especially while you're spewing anti-Semitic conspiracy at the other side of your mouth. Like, at what point do you have to just be like, Hey, this is fucking a racist discourse. mm -hmm. We have to acknowledge that right off the bat.
1: And like, well, when you have proud boys showing up to your rallies, that shows you something. And I feel like that was a big turning point for you, Ty in connecting the dots between this being, also racialized, which it kind of sounds obvious because of course it's all just trying to enforce this hierarchical white patriarchal order. It's just trying to enforce order. And then making that connection led us to a discussion earlier today about how um, the feminism quote unquote in the United Kingdom is especially transphobic. And of course it is because the UK (laughs) is the ultimate colonial power and um, you know, being trans is like crossing borders in a way. Exactly. It's the opposite of enforcing borders. And
2: I think that there's something to this discourse that is worth noting and talking about. And in this time and bringing, of Brexit. And bringing to light, which is that trans, uh, anti trans feminism, gender critical feminism in um, the UK began at the same time. It, it, it spawned itself at the same time as a Brexit. Discourses did. This is not to say that trans exclusion wasn't already there. It's just this specific type of trans exclusionary politics is absolutely connected to Brexit as a phenomenon. Because um, this is like an organized movement. They they have a specific way of um, way that they present themselves. I mean, it's like a, almost like a they are a group, a, a political group, and they make themselves known as that. Um,
0: as an oppressed political group,
2: right, right, they, they, they
0: paint themselves as being attacked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're right. going to lose their jobs if they speak the truth. If for free speech, they will lose their jobs. When what they're really doing is inciting hate, which we have now seen turns into literal physical violence. Right, right. right. So
1: I would like to quote um, an academic who has worked extensively in the UK, Sarah Ahmed. Yes, is Sarah she, is Ahmed. She, is she British? I, I don't even. Um, I, I
2: believe that she was born in. Britain we might regardless she's been
1: working in Britain I just I don't want to say I don't want to talk out of my ass however Sarah Ahmed love your work appreciate you solidarity forever um Ty shared some of her writing with us and this is a quote that I copy and pasted into my into an email in my drafts folder because I'm a crazy person um (laughs) in fact anyone involved in trying to challenge norms and conventions to enable them to be more accommodating will know how quickly you will be judged as imposing restrictions on the freedom of others. A norm is a restriction that can feel like freedom to those it enables. To challenge a norm is thus almost always treated as restricting other people's freedoms, which I think is such a succinct and articulate way of formulating this because it can get confusing because those who who don't want to be oppressive... Are treated as oppressive for trying to open up uh, everything, dialogues, um, right. convention, <laughs> just freedom, and 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 so to be hit with the idea that you are oppressing yourself can can really make people, um, <laughs> I don't know, not not stand with what they were saying and back down. It's a very effective tactic, right? And right. it can really trip you up. It's like, no, no, I believe in. In in women's liberation, I believe in feminism, right? I'm not trying to deny the presence of of women as women as existing. Well, of course, no one is saying that you're not existing by also saying that others exist, too. Yeah,
2: they're, they're the ones that are saying that trans people don't exist. This is such a classic, logical, rhetorical move that conservatives yeah. always pull. They're conservatives the ones that are, are very being, good
1: at this. They will
2: say, look, scary. we're the ones being genocided while literally advocating for the genocide of other people at the other side of their mouth. And that's what these people are doing. They'll say this. Look, you're trying to eliminate women. Totally baseless. Then they'll be like, "Here's what needs to happen: trans people need to be morally mandated out of existence."
1: That's what they say. This is in their in writing order to protect. I'm sorry, crash. In order to protect women, right? Which is such bullshit. Yeah, but then we I don't mean,
3: exist. So how can you morally mandate us if we don't exist? Right. Well, they want to mor- morally mandate you out of
2: existence. It's genocidal. It's literally genocidal. Well,
0: I mean, Amit also brings up in this article, the sex is real slogan, right? That you'll see on a lot of these Twitter profiles. This is really important. It's these catchphrases and it's sort of, you know, she says, quote, it is designed to provoke outrage end quote, right? So it's trying to oversimplify these complex ideas um, to sort of self infantilize. Um, Like I am the victim. I'm being attacked for my opinion and if your opinion is that i shouldn't exist like that's not oppression that's you facing consequences for saying some dumbass shit like that's not yes you should face right. consequences for saying something that is harmful and genocidal right. um you know and i also think you know it's interesting like oh well you know if we let trans women be women then there's you know it's this this liberation
1: poverty
0: this idea that there isn't enough liberation to go
2: around and that we, we can't all get free together. Well, yeah. And this is a deeply racist idea, right? It's a very capitalistic idea. Exactly. But think about it, particularly in countries like the UK and the United States of America, that idea has been weaponized against racialized people the most out of anyone that if we let them get some, then there will not be enough for us. And in um, suffragette feminism, which there has been, I'll get to that point after this, within suffragette feminism, within voting rights for women, a lot of those women, the centrist women in scare quotes, what did they say? They said, look, I know that, cause there were some suffragettes that were saying we should fight for the votes for women and for people of color and, and, and slaves, all of us. And of course, those women were right. There were centrist women who said, actually, no, we have to make sure that white women get our rights first, and then you will come later. Incrementalists. And and this is what there is an element of this same exclusionary politics that applies to trans-exclusionary feminists. It's like trickle-down like trickle economics. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> fucking trickle-down fucking. And the down. idea is that if we, if we don't protect women's rights, but they posit this as universal, women as in all women, of course this isn't true, and this is where the white supremacy comes in, because the fucking idea behind turf politics is a protectionism of white womanhood. It has nothing to do with any women besides that. And I'm. It's unfortunately a reality that a small minority of POC feminists sometimes end up in these turf ideologies. What I'm fucking begging for people to realize, though, is that whether they'll they'll lie to your face and say that they fucking will include all women in their turf feminism. But no, they will not. It is a fucking white supremacist feminism. The subject that they're fighting for is a white womanhood. That's why these people don't have any problems or see any issue with the idea of bathroom segregation, which is a historically racist politics. And also calling on white men to guard those bathrooms with guns. Who who do you think's gonna die from that? (laughs) Black women cis or trans that's the people they're going to fucking People who hurt. they can't
0: tell immediately by <laughs> exactly. looking at them because, because that's what they think they think if you look at people the, you'll know
2: white femininity is the norm black women historically have been called masculine on a biological level so there's such a fucking racist aspect to this essencing of sex this biological essencing of biological sex which is a lie which doesn't exist Even science proves it's a fucking lie. But these white women posit it as the truth. And what are they positing? White femininity. It's so fucking obvious. And this is why Nazis will sign up for it every fucking day of the week. Mm -hmm. And we can sit here and pretend that it's some misguided women who have some genuine, reasonable concerns. And the more I see of it, the more I realize, no, it's fascism. It always has been. And there's fucking, you know, you have to reject the basics basic premise outright. There's no reasonable turf politics. There's none. I
1: really believe that. Yeah. It's the same. It's the same with fat. I mean, we see it. Fascism gets a foothold when everyday people are just okay with it. And um, yeah, yeah, it's fine. I mean, it's not quite about me, but it's fine. That's the beginning.
0: Well, we also, you know, lest we, lest we consider this a straight white woman problem, uh, let us consider the LGB alliance. Um, uh, you know um, who? You know uh, these are the people that did
2: phrenology on me. These are the people that did phrenology. Yes, on the you.
0: the ten day trial. Oh my god! On Twitter about whether or not Ty is a trans woman, and
2: they believed it fully with the slogan "We can always tell." Now I have a yes. vagina. I have a vagina. I was like, "Look, do you want to do annual pussy checks?" We can arrange that. It always I can come gets, into the pussy check office if that's back what you the, want.
1: Fucking eugenics, man. And they don't want every
2: time. They don't want the pussy check. They cannot handle the pussy check. <laughs> so you know what they did? You know what they did? They did cis phrenology on me. But the ten days phrenology trial, or they fucking did close-ups of my brow line, and they were like, "Oh my god, look at that brow. Clearly a man."
3: Okay, but then at, at a certain point, like how, like when, that also affect white butch women? Of course, it affects point, everyone.
2: Like,
0: yeah, have- I mean, this has happened to me on the street uh, it, it, here in Bushwick. I got chased down the street by a dude who was screaming at me, and I realized, like, I, like he was really like screaming so loudly that it was difficult to understand what he was saying. And I realized in retrospect, he thought I was a trans woman. I, you know, I felt kind of affirmed, honestly, (laughs) like I was like, (laughs) I was like, finally, (laughs) but like, it was, it was wild that this person was just like, so angry, you know, um, that I was walking down the street and, uh, and appeared to be somebody who was gender transgressive, just not in the way he thought, um, it was wild. It was really, really wild. Um, it's, it's, uh, I was like, wow, you, you really see me. You got the
3: validation you needed.
0: Just a twink trying to make it in this world, y'all.
2: Um, but, that means that trans people aren't real. Yeah, because you just
3: said that. But I mean, yeah, I'm absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> I do just absolutely. Say here, I'm literally not saying anything. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but I mean, so my point in bringing up the LGB alliance was that um, they, they bring up uh, the use of gender as evidence of a conspiracy to erase sex. Ah. And with it, same-sex attraction. So if people talk about being sex attracted... Essentialism. Sex essentialism. So if people talk about being attracted to people of the same gender, that can be then read as a conspiracy to force lesbians to have sex with trans women. This is Ahmed now. Um, who are really, quote, biological men. So this is what's fascinating is like, no one is... You're allowed to have preferences like no one's making you fuck anybody like there is no shadowy cabal being like, well, if you don't fuck trans women, you're not enough of a lesbian. Like if you don't fuck trans men, then you're not, you know, uh, you're not really a gay guy like fine, whatever. Then just
1: don't fuck me. You don't need to make
2: it a political position. Right, but well, they do. actually,
1: I mean, Esperanza um, posted about this. Esperanza, who's an amazing feminist organizer, we love
2: you, Esperanza. I
1: haven't met Esperanza; I'm just a fan, just a fan girl over here. But I think if you're listening. I think you're very cool. And you posted <laughs> about up. this once. How one, you know, because this is. I think this is. These are like places where people get caught up um, and don't. I just think these distinctions are important. You're one is allowed to have genital preferences. But if you have preferences about who you're dating, if you would sleep with somebody but not date them, then yes, that's it is. that's internalized transphobia. Yeah, if you're, scared, if you're scared to take me
0: out in public, if you're scared to introduce me to your parents, that's very different than being like, you know, what this actually is. I'm just funny. not feeling
1: it, you know. And that's every you're allowed to just not feel it with a human being. We like, let straight people do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> happens more than you think.
2: Uh, Heterosexual,
1: but I Lord. just I just think it's an, it sounds so simple once you say it out loud, but I feel like it's important to say it out me, loud
0: me existing is not an imperative for you like
1: it, i'm just living my life well it's the same clean. thing I, it feels similar to like all of the I, I don't know whenever i feel like this happened a few years ago one of the first you know out basketball players on a men's team and you know one of some a guy one of his teammates is like you know but uh, I don't want to be in the locker room and he's going to come on to me. It's not like just the presence of you undressing is going to, you know, attract every single gay man in the area. I mean, it's the same idea of all, all you know, a trans person is like sex crazed.
3: No, that's sex crazed thought about trans people, some of us can't even have sex. Some of us, the hormones take our sex drive all the way down. I was celibate for eight years.
2: On hormones That's a huge point
3: I wish I was sex crazed I wasn't getting (laughs) done For eight years
1: Holy shit That's a
3: good chunk of us We cannot get it up Right (laughs) Let me move
1: on No but it's true Because it's like The reality of it Is that It's not about It's not about Fucking That's They're well, obsessed with that that's And here's a, the thing The transphobes the, Are the ones Who are the obsessed ones that with have sex
2: a, They're the ones That have a pornographic Idea of what Trans identity is But they They claim that Trans people are Porn sick or whatever But they're the ones That have a super Hyper sexualized Pornographic understanding Of what transness is Like they're the ones That view it f-
3: They see it as nothing But sex dogs Exactly But that's Exactly because right Because of the porn industry That's all they read.
2: Exactly and so they're so, uh, it's so fetish, like they view trans people as a fetishistic object. They only understand trances through like a pornographic understanding of sex.
3: It's fucking bizarre. It's, it's uh, othering, like people like to fuck things that they do not know or understand. And yeah. then I'm guessing like, oh, a trans girl, a guy with a dick, oh, best of both worlds, I could fuck them. They could fuck me. I'm guessing I'm not sex cra- I'm not sex crazed. I do not know. I barely have sex. <laughs> I also. So I'm just guessing. I also what people- think
0: like people meet people meet trans people all the time, but they don't know they have. The only time they really know for sure is when they see somebody naked, and that they're gonna encounter that person in porn. You know, right, like exactly. so, like they've met trans people before. Like all of us, you know, all y'all out here have. If you think you haven't met a trans person, I have news for you. Um, you have, but you may not have known it. And so if you're only encountering what you think is a trans person in a sexualized context. Right. Of course, that's what you're going to think of. So it, yeah. Fetish
3: object. I also fetish think, object. you know,
0: the term transsexual was around for a very long time before we started using the term transgender. And like, I,
3: I'm partial to that term. You know, I'm partial trans- to that cool. term too.
0: Yeah. it's cute.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Cute. What about it? Well, there <laughs> are
2: <laughs> questions.
3: Yes. Yes. Should we
0: let the sissies have this one? I, I think, think we really, should. I think we should like, open the trans-sexual door.
3: Transsexual just feels a little bit more. I don't want to say official. I really don't. Ugh, I know it, it official. More, I, I don't
1: wish to be recognized by anybody.
3: But yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. I just this, like this brings up what we're talking about. You know how these some some turfs have all this like these catchphrases like sex is real. Like I'm not allowed to say sex is real. know. just the language. That the I don't know the the language the politics of the language is
0: interesting well they're well, yeah. so worried about real gender. and science and facts they're so worried about those things they That's want solid it. ground to stand on and we talked about this earlier and um and it was they want sureness their worldview is one of solidity of either you're this or you're this you stand for something or you don't there's no room for contradiction or holding multiple truths or life being a transition um you know, uh, we were reading from a uh, right wing women earlier yeah, and yeah, the yeah. quote that really threw me was, and I'm going to paraphrase here, but it's right wing women cannot make their bodies their own. Y'all are jealous that we're, you know, we're, <laughs> we're making our bodies our own. We're claiming our bodies in the way that we feel like we need to encounter it. I yes. have, I mean, you know, and I've openly yeah. shared this, like I've, you know, a transition is one where you really question a lot of things. And I don't just mean like, oh, I woke up one day and I realized like my gender was different. Like I go back and forth about a lot of things. I think, you know, I think very deeply about a lot of stuff that like, I'm like, is this really the right move for me? You know, there have been moments where I'm, you know, I'm scared and I want to go back into my shell. Like it's not, uh, you know, I think there's this idea in the right wing that, you know, we wake up one day and we're absolutely sure. And like that, I think is something that's also been perpetrated by like the medical industry that like, because we've had to say like, I feel dysphoria and that's the only way our insurance will approve us getting any of these surgeries or hormones. But I think, you know, it's like, it's okay to be like, you know, and I think I've had a lot of conversations with people about like, oh, you sit, you seem to sit so comfortably in this place in between genders or like that, you know, you feel like both, you know, woman and man. And I'm like, yeah. And holding that contradiction is really uncomfortable sometimes. And sometimes I wish I felt more like, great, I'm just this. And then I'm done with my transition. I can just check transness off of my list and I can move on with my life and whatever. But like, I, I like that. I'm not set in one way or the other, and everything changes. People get married, they make a lifetime commitment, and then they get divorced. We all change over time. Nothing is permanent. Nothing is permanent. We're all going to die. It's just a meat suit. Calm down.
2: Right. No, totally. And I think that there's a fundamental misunderstanding. Like, I think something that I've realized is that Cis people understand transness through cisness, so like, so like, sorry, this is clunky language, but like, a cis person will look at a trans person and be like, "Oh, they're they're going from this thing to this thing, and um, they're trying to get normal like me, right? Like, yeah, like yeah, that. The a goal cis, is to appear it's, cis. It's hegemonically cis, yeah, right. It's like, it, and but it's like, no, trans." understanding is uh, fundamentally different. And that's not to say that trans women aren't what It's about expanding these categories yeah, and the making them and complicating pass. them rather than saying, okay, well this is cis womanhood and that's trans womanhood. And maybe we can agree on some things t- as a coalition down the line. It's like, no, all of these things constitute the way we think about gender in general. So like, Trans understanding of gender can help cis people understand gender differently. You know, it doesn't have to be like opposing. (laughs) I'm advocating for trans feminism as a cis woman, because I think that all feminism should be trans feminism in a, in a, in a real serious way. Do you get what I'm saying?
3: Do do not stop. Yeah. Do
2: not stop, please. Because I, I, because I think that, well, it questions bio- biology as a as a field of science that TERFs and gender critical f- feminists say this biology is neutral. Mm-hmm. The more that you fucking study what biology does, you understand it's a racialized discourse. You understand that biology is also a heavily di- gendered discourse. Therefore, it's hierarchical. There's no neutral yeah, biology. Yeah, I was going to say,
1: they can't claim it to be neutral at all. It's essentialized. And and that's far from neutral. That's the opposite. Well, of there's neutral. all of
2: these ideas that go into the way that we sex bodies, right? They're white ideas, you know. Always with any kind of essentialist discourse, the subject is a white subject. Duh. <laughs> this is like fucking like yeah. textbook. You live in a Unfortunately, white supremacist society.
1: Fortunately, we wish it wasn't. Duh, but that's the, the reality we currently live in.
2: I would hope that people question their ideas about race
1: now. Of course.
2: But there's a lot of feminists who think they don't have to. So what happens is this trans-exclusionary feminism is why feminism, by other means, they do their white feminism through this like crazy trans-exclusionary project. It's
1: kind of like doing backflips <laughs> and getting to the same and getting like to back white to fascism. the back to the pit of despair to white fascism yeah it's yeah. crazy and but i think but it makes sense that it's a a, a phenomenon because it's easier than this work it's easier to say that all of like all of the awful things that have happened to you are kind of, that's just actually the way it is. This is something that, you know, uh, gender
0: critical feminists will yell about is like gender is feelings and sex is facts. And as if feelings (laughs) are not valid enough for For, you to make a decision about your own health and life, Mm -hmm. like, which is
2: as Sarah Ahmed touches in that piece, like, uh, they are—they're arguing from like really sexist premises too. That you're hysterical and full of emotions, and that's not real. That's the what real men have accused women of. Body. Exactly, it's so
3: anti-feminist. But they are
2: feminists. I mean,
3: you see, I—I kind of wanted to touch on the socialization part. Mm-hmm. Like important. you said, like oh, we have to see what like trans women as being socialized as through trans femininity right. in general. And what I would like to start from that, like how does socialization work? Do men get socialized differently from women and then women get socialized differently from men and they do not intersect? No, they do. It sounds like do we not both do we not both learn both sex both intersection with socialization? Of course we, we do. We do.
0: But also who who grew who who raised you? Where did you grow up? All of these things. We're not exactly. getting specific. We're not getting specific. And that's where generalizations get right. made. That's where you start exactly. getting racist like, and transphobic.
3: I was born right. as a AMAB, a San Male. Yeah, yeah, sure, of course. I'm I'm I've I'm taught both female socialization and male socialization. Right. It depends on what I'm taught to internalize. Yeah,
2: yeah, of course.
3: I'm a trans woman now. I eventually internalized. Oh, wait a minute. Now that I'm thinking about it, it, sh- it, it, it shifts. It's not like a, a clear, like, oh, I internalized female socialization and discarded male socialization. It, it dep- like, it, it's, it's weird. It's weird. It's weird.
0: It's messy. Weird. It's, weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's, messy. it's like,
3: yeah. at the point that I decided to transition, I once I basically internalized female socialization, right? But the male socialization that I was taught is still there, just right. like it is for any cis woman. Because of if course. a cis woman raises a mm-hmm. has a boy, mm-hmm. what are they going to teach them? Female socialization? No, they're not. They're going to teach that boy a sign male book, that a male child of course. to be a man
1: often under the guise of safety it's safest for you to to present the way you're supposed to in this society and it's like that's the same thing that that the the turfs use this idea of safety and like it's basically it's basically weaponized safety you can't fault a parent for wanting their child to be safe i i that is true but at what cost and you know look where we are but I right. think what Yuna was saying is really important. Yeah. It, it's really, really important because it's all of us. Every single person is internalizing both of these binaries. Like, we all know how you're supposed to behave so that you don't get killed. Right.
2: We but I also, know, we know
1: what those rules are. I also exactly. Think, yeah. And we
2: enforce them on others all the time. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, but I
0: it's also like like think like it's... Story. Yeah. Your bathroom
1: story.
2: Yeah. My bathroom story. Tell the bathroom story. I, Tell the bathroom story. I used to rock the fucking shaved head. I called it worm life. Now I'm in dog life. Back then it was worm life. No fucking arms or legs. No hair. I looked like a worm. It was sick. Use they, them pronouns. I'm a detrancer, everyone, because uh, I use she, her now, and I have a pussy. So um, I'm an ideological detrancer. I'm kidding.
1: the audacity to change <laughs> the audacity. my god I but, cut my um, hair the other day what's that say
2: but I've always I've always <laughs> played with and it really experimented with not only gender presentation but gender as an idea and uh, this is something that has interested me and been a part of my life for as long as I can remember since I was like in second grade I changed my name to a man's name Quincy and demanded people called me that And my mother was like, what is this? And I asked her, I was like, what if I had a dick? And I was young. I was really young. And she was like, she was flabbergasted. She was like, well, what do you mean? I was like, well, what if I had a dick? I was so serious. Anyway, and I went by Quincy. This was my first trans moment. That's a legitimate question. <laughs> exactly. It it's a legitimate so I went, I, you know, this has been a part of my life. Anyway, what, what was bathroom. the initial
1: thing of the story? I was mentioning the time you were policed for entering a bathroom right. because you exactly. did not look feminine enough. Exactly. But so, you are, you are, you know, AFAB. So right. I
2: went through this whole I've been trancing and detrancing my whole life. I went through a fucking trans moment in a bathroom in Queens. Where I was identified as non binary for like years at that point. I had a shaved head. Um, this woman, a uh, cis white woman, I was standing there and I had no, like, literally was just minding my own business. I had never thought that uh, it would ever be an issue me peeing in a bathroom. Dive bar in Queens, this woman fucking approaches me. She's like, What's up? You know, this whole thing. I was like, uh, what do you mean? What's up? It's very weird. And she was like, why are you in the woman's bathroom? And I was like, oh, I see what this is. I was like, what the fuck you mean? Why, do, why am I in the woman's bathroom? Why the fuck are you in the woman's bathroom? You know, I was just like, who the fuck are you? Leave me alone. And she fucking pushed me. And she was like, you're a fucking tranny, basically. And I was like, I was like, look, like, did the whole thing. I have a pussy, this and that. We were, like, yelling at each other. She was very transphobic, clearly. And I was like, this is the bathroom I feel comfortable in, you know. But at that time, too, I was very non-binary. I didn't even know how to position myself in this whole thing. But I knew that this cis woman was, like, not having me. And I fucking left the bar. Kind of forgot about it. For years, I like put it away. Then I started fighting with all these turfs who were advocating for bathroom segregation to protect gender nonconforming women. Yeah, right. And I was like, I was like, my ass got the first one
3: they should have protected.
2: I was like, my ass got fucked up in a bathroom. And yes, I was identifying as a non-binary person, but by their definition of what. A gender nonconforming woman is. I have a pussy, and I was gender nonconforming. Their ideology is supposed to protect people like me that are biological women. It didn't. It actually was a part of the reason why I was attacked publicly. And but when I told them that the reason for this is your white transphobia, uh,
1: they couldn't handle that. They freaked out. What does that have to say? Um, This is another Sarah Ahmed it's quote that ideology is history turned into nature.
2: Yeah, it's very true. I got a boner for that quote.
1: It's a good one. It it's was a good, good one. one. It and it's very true, and I, I think that's the biggest project of all. It's like recognizing that it's history, not nature. Totally, and, it's and if that can happen that to you, a, a cis woman, a white passing cis woman, if that can happen to right. you, that's violent and. It's That's exactly the kind of violence that, you know, trans exclusionary, right. radical feminist scare quotes, that's the, the violence they're claiming, yeah. they're experiencing. And but it's the exact fucking opposite.
3: Seriously. And that's the violence that would be exasperated by, let's say, pod boys guarding bathrooms, segregated bathrooms. That's right. what's going to happen right. every time. That's what's Which gonna right. women are going to try to use bathrooms and they're going to be harassed and called trans. Why are you following the gender Mm -hmm. Like your gender How you're supposed to be Why are you feminine Why are we this You're trans No she's just a butch lesbian Right Or she's just butch
0: Well, and like, what are like, there's no way for you to win Ty, in that situation, because if you exposed yourself to her, you showed her your genitals or you had her touch, you know, like, and you know, like then you are, you are sexually harassing her and then it's fulfilling the trope. So there's really, you know, there's really no way, you know, it's, it's like dealing. I really, I hate saying this, but it really is sometimes dealing with toddlers. Like, you're like, do you want to go outside? No. Do you want to have a snack? No. Do you want a nap? No. Like it's like wh- right. what? do you want? What do you fucking want from us?
1: Right. And and the idea that um, personal safety depends on like clearly delineated borders—that's what's safe. And that women are have, safe if you have borders. This is a man. This is a woman. This is a border between a country. That sort of delineation is. It protects you. But the reality is that it it imposes violence on people who are not the norm. Yeah. But I do. Who are not enjoying the umbrella protection of a normalized appearance. Uh, and, and, and also like, you know, being in a class it all, it all, it all circumvents. I mean, it's like hard not to sound like a broken record being like, it's all connected. So it's all fucking connected. But it it really, but, but let's it, get it, it is. Into and it. that feels good. It feels good to like make these connections and be like, okay, there's, it. it really, there's a reason why. This is uh, all feels yeah. unsettling because they actually are all related to unsettling. The biggest understatement of the century. There's a reason why this all feels violent. It's because it comes from the same root,
0: but I do want to, yeah, like I want to get into the proud boys now. Like I want to talk about that. Cause I have, I have some, I guess I got some notes here, but like I you Bring know, out the notes. started, oh, I got the notes. I am going to get an A on feminism. Everyone they got the notes. I they got the watched. notes. Um, so, you know, so like where we started to see the Proud Boys join forces with transphobic people, TERFs, gender critical, feminists, um, you know, uh, there's there's been lots of overlap that was fairly obvious if you're paying attention, but now with the we spa debacle in LA was really like a big one, and they called it quote, the we spa anti-pervert protest. That was how it was framed, right? So, um, you know, uh, this is when Proud Boys, uh, you know, um, people who were suspected Proud Boys or people who were Proud Boy allies showed up armed to uh, these protests of the we Spot because apparently, you know, one woman had complained on video about uh, a... Uh, a, a trans woman apparently exposing herself in the locker rooms. There was no, there were no other witnesses. There was nothing to back up her claim, so but getting changed in a locker room, getting changed in a locker room, um, you know, but children were involved and then Tucker Carlson picked it up. So then the proud boys ran with it, um, you know, and so that got violent. People were stabbed, um, uh, at this yeah. protest, um, at these two weeks of protest. And then Proud Boys started to show up to counter protests um, when Roe fell. In Atlanta, they showed up to a pro-Roe protest in a branded vehicle. Like, they are, <gasps> they are very open about this. And then, you know, you see them showing up to uh you know the library the drag reading hour in sparks nevada in wilmington in which cops fist bumped proud boys um in the drag fascist reading, alliance fascist alliance um san lorenzo california um the 31 proud boys arrested in a u-haul you the jokes write themselves <laughs> for conspiring to riot at an idaho pride event so then so this is all under the pretext we're just <laughs> we're protecting the children right we're looking out for the kids and then it starts to branch out to bars and spaces that are for adults explicitly. And most recently, a donut shop that hosted drag events in Oklahoma was firebombed and flyers with anti-queer rhetoric were left at the scene. And uh, even, you know, here in Brooklyn, Rash, which is a queer bar, uh, was firebombed um, and this summer. Um, so this is no longer a fringe movement. You know, we're this is I just want to state these statistics because like. Lest we sound like we're all just connecting the dots here, man, like w- this is the, the the notes are here from um, the uh, Southern Poverty Law Center website on Proud Boys. So their poll was 42 percent of pe- people agreed to some extent that transgender people are trying to indoctrinate children into their lifestyle, including 63 percent of Republicans. So not just Republicans, y'all. And when asked if they believe that feminism has done more harm than good, 37% of respondents overall agreed, including half of Republicans. So we see the connection between feminism, transphobia, and the white supremacist project that Proud Boys are trying to carry out.
1: I'm really glad that you brought that up because I think it brings us to kind of um, the way that I can like feel grounded after talking about all this stuff and not want to like sail off into the sea, like at the end of the Lord of the Rings where Frodo's like, I must go to another dimension because I can no longer even take a nap here. It's so disturbing. <laughs> oh, I've been
0: astral projecting all day. Yeah.
1: The only way I think I, I just feel like it's important to sort of end these discussions with ideas of how we can progress and how we can take these thoughts and, and kind yeah. <laughs> use them productively um, at our, Feminist consciousness consciousness raising group that we had earlier this evening, one of our members, Iris, brought up the concept of, in a group of people, you have the red lights, the yellow lights, and the green lights.
2: Right.
1: Right. And how the the red lights are the people who are not with you, mm-hmm. they're not there. They're they need to be isolated. They're, they're backwards. They're too they're hateful. The... They're too hateful. They need to be isolated. Um. And then there's the yellow lights, the people on the fence and the job of the green lights is to get the yellow lights on board. And I think having these conversations can help us break it down in ways where we can have meaningful conversations just in our daily lives with people, with with everybody. I don't know, not to sound like Pollyanna over here, but. I think that Peace is a love, love, man.
2: I'm just it's, important I'm work. <laughs> <laughs> it's important. I'm with you. no, you're, right, you're, right, you're right.
1: And it doesn't have to be
0: boring. It's very fun. We, you know, like I really enjoy these discussions. And I think, you know, I've had a lot of conversations with people where they like here, you know, I'll be like, yeah, I, I attend this group, you know, where we talk about feminism and Marxism and all this stuff. And they're like, well, if that sounds like work, and I'm like. We actually have a lot of fun, and like, and once we start talking about, it, they're like, "Oh, yeah, that is kind of interesting. That is some like, you know, I've actually always had a question about this. Like, it, engaging daily is is an enjoyable thing, and it is enjoyable to dream up liberation together. And I think
2: it's it's got to yeah, be a group absolutely. project. Absolutely right. And um, it's easier to be a fascist if you're like a weird, alienated loser. That's so true." That's a really harsh way of putting it But it's facts Like Go organize If you're organized uh, Your friends are going to hold it down for you I just want to state for the record That Yuna and I just pointed
0: our mics at each other
2: Yep
3: <laughs> <laughs> We're we'll waiting for the other person to talk you know, dots. No, no, no What's you. your clothes at doll?
0: <laughs> I mean, uh, I just something you said, it's not a closing thought. It's an opening thought, unfortunately, but um, (gasps) oh, no. Uh, But, you know, something, you know, this living in that gray area, you know, um, something that I think is interesting about why anti-Semitism continues to proliferate is because of a joke that Jews tell about ourselves, which is, you know, two Jews, three opinions. Like we're willing to sit in ambiguity so and there is no such thing as dogma in Judaism. There is a question. Questioning is part is, is considered a good deed. And like one of our holy texts, the midrash is actually just rabbis arguing over the centuries in margins with like a rabbi from 300 years before, you know, like, when I think about, you know, my heritage and I think about my transness, I'm like, how did I not see that I was raised to question everything and not sit in one place forever? You know, to be to be on the move always, um, you know, and I think, you know, when we talk about what our enemies say about us and, and the people who hate us say about us, it's it's often the highest compliment. And it's the thing that that is what I think makes me strong and interesting and, and allows me to keep living my life is, yeah, I'm happy to live in that gray space. And and I hope, you know, I hope even the red folks can enjoy that one day because it feels really fucking good. It feels really good to let go of having to be right all the time, which is a big function of white supremacy.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Okay, I guess it's my turn. Okay. Turn. I didn't talk that much, but... For all my fellow trans people out there, show hostility to everybody who is hostile towards you. Yeah. Do not—I know you might feel it in your heart to like show grace no, to these people that grace. hate you. Do not. Fuck. You grace. have to be hostile <laughs> to these people. I'm with and you. And everybody who considers themselves an ally to trans people needs to do the same. They needs to be ho- they need to be hostile to the, towards all trans. Phobic folk. Defend they us
2: actively. They literally want to kill yes. you. Yeah, they want to kill yeah. trans
3: people. Exactly. They don't deserve Fact. our beauty. Be hostile to everybody who wants to see you dead. That's basically it. Also, if you can in your state get a permit to carry a gun, do that. Even if you can't, you know what? Let me not. <laughs>
0: Give some <laughs> illegal advice.
3: yourself. Yeah. Know how, yes. know do how everything to defend you can yourself. To, take a yes. self defense to, class. Yes. Like, you know, yes. don't
0: do it by yourself, you know. know do it
3: in a group. Yeah. If you have any other chance, friends, you know, the doors get together. The Do what get you can. Learn how to defend yourselves. You are yeah. worth defending. Oh, you definitely. You are very worth
0: defending.
3: You're worth more we than need you We need every single one of you. And yes, that's my... Yeah, closing thought. Yes, yeah.
0: that's a fucking In typical mass fashion, thought. I steamrolled over the lady. Um, but here we are.
3: I respect it because <laughs> I was a mess.
1: <laughs> no, it's fucking good. That was perfect. You're beautiful. Thanks for joining us. Love you all. Uh, we'll get we'll get back to this. We'll we're get gonna, back to it. Big kiss. We're getting Mwah. down to business. Mwah. Stay safe out there.
2: Get your suitcases. Stay out. safe
1: out there. We love well, you. What
2: is it? Uh, a suitcase? Business case? Briefcase? Briefcase. Get your,
1: <laughs> get your briefcase.
0: Yo, we are highly educated in this bitch. Get your baseball
1: bat and your briefcase. Get, your and business get it on the case. boardwalk, okay? <laughs> you show them get the Get boss. your business case out. <laughs> keep it cute. Keep it safe, y'all.
2: We love you.